The world's economies run on their supply chains. Understanding them is the key to keeping global products moving. Welcome to Supply Chain in the Fast Lane, a series of business podcasts co-produced by the Council of Supply Chain Management Professionals and Supply Chain Quarterly. In this series of episodes, we explore the digitalization of supply chains. Supply Chain in the Fast Lane is brought to you by DHL Supply Chain. At DHL Supply Chain, we're all in on continuous innovation that accelerates digitalization of the end-to-end supply chain. DHL Supply Chain, all innovation, no boundaries. Learn more at dhl.com slash all in. Today, we focus on digitalization in transportation. Here is your moderator, Supply Chain Quarterly's Managing Editor, Diane Rand. Welcome, thanks for joining us. Our guest today is Amal Naik, Product Manager at Here Technologies. Amal, thanks for joining us today. Thank you, uh, Diana. I'm very happy to join this conversation. I think it's first of many, so looking forward to it. <laughs> Thank you. Well, let's get started. What are some of the biggest opportunities for digitalization in transportation? I think it's rather cliche to quote the pandemic again, but uh, uh, we can't we can't avoid it. Uh, we have witnessed a lot of uh, acceleration in digitalization in general, but uh, I believe that transport logistic industry is huge, and there's this big opportunity to kind of rationalize some of these processes. But the one that I have in mind is, of course, visibility, because uh, in the pandemic we saw uh, this kind of upheaval between what was ordered, what was uh, you know shipped, and uh, the volumes of it uh, they were huge. And I think that is where uh, people are now you know, looking at and how do we uh, digitize this process? How do we make sure that the data is flowing uh, you know, seamlessly? Um, and to put, into, put, put this into perspective, McKinsey, uh, one of the McKinsey articles quoted that 56% of their customers are still using uh, uh, um, uh, kind of this budget-based uh, sales and operation planning. You know, this, that's what they want to do. You know, they want to go more into streamlining these processes and go towards more digitalized supply chain. Um, that's that's a, that's what I think is the biggest opportunity. Well, is there a particular mode of transportation that you feel is really ripe for more digital technology, um, or where is the need particularly pressing? Sure. So I think it's a great question because uh, when we talk about transportation, it's multimodal, and there are the air and ocean is usually you know the most expensive one. They cover the longest stretches. Uh, but these are the ones that they have also attracted a lot of money and budgets because you know they were the uh, they, there are platforms there are APIs uh, that are regularly uh, you know support code to booking code to pay uh, processes. We have seen huge success of Flexport uh, as a company. Uh, they have been uh, you know uh, sort of pioneering uh, in terms of uh, what they're doing, how to automate uh, uh, logistic processes for air and ocean. But yeah. We still not discuss a lot about road. I think it's one of the, uh, if I look at it, it's the Achilles heel because it's one of the most dominant mode, both in the US and in the EU. It's fragmented in nature. And then that's why there's, you know, this kind of a lack of digitalization. To, you know, we have in EU about 130,000 carriers and 90% of them or more have less than five trucks. And, and then there are kind of guiding policies and cost structures, which kind of prohibit this industry to get more organized. And that's what I think is is more, you know, uh, a target for digitalization. So what are some of the benefits of implementing this technology? You know, what are the risks of not doing so? 
So the one thing that I definitely see is that we do not get the whole picture. So when we talk about multimodal visibility and, and a shipper books the whole, uh, you know, let's say material from China here in Europe, uh, there are at least two, 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 two different modes, either it's, it's, it's air or it's ocean and then it's road. So one risk is always that you have only limited visibility and then you for the next. So that is one. But um, beyond that, what we have seen is that your customer experience is dependent on it. You know, so what, when you order goods in the warehouse and you want to you know, ship it to your you know, last mile customer, you can't afford to keep them waiting. You can't afford to give them nuances. That's not, you know, we have seen that Amazon has made us, you know, kind of, uh, uh, you know, they have this great, great experience. Uh, so everyone wants to do that. So that's where I see a huge risk if you don't implement a technology that, you know, surpasses all these modes and gives you uh, ETAs across the mode, uh, then that's the risk. Uh, what more than a risk, I also see it as an opportunity uh, to kind of improve the processes. Uh, you know, uh, we have seen that port congestions has been discussed a lot. Uh, warehouses where truckers are often made to wait to load and unload. Those are the bottlenecks that uh, this technology uh, getting you know, uh, streamlined data can help solve. So solve. that's also something that I look forward to. What are some of the hurdles to the technology that companies have to consider and mm -hmm. how do you get around or over them? Yeah, I think so again, a uh, very good question. It's a very deep one because I think we've seen uh, companies, specifically large shipping and logistic companies have their existing architectures and services. And most of them have gone to you know cloud for their flex its flexibility. Uh, and attracting you know partner ecosystems and integrations so this is one of the hurdles that the companies definitely have to cross that they have to look at their own existing ar architectures and make sure that uh, they're open enough uh, to third party data ingestions because even logistic in physical form is dependent on a lot of different stakeholders uh, the same way in the data ecosystem also depends a lot on external parties to give you that data. Let's say a, a truck fitted with a telematic device sending you GPS signal, you depend on it. So I think that's something that uh, companies have to look at, their architectures. Uh, but uh, when you open it, it also it's kind of a risk. So you have to choose partners which give you security and privacy controls. And that's where you know our company and I'm a big fan of like you give the control to the right people. How do you manage the data? How do you make sure that you respect users' privacy? Uh, you know, uh, sharing these data sets across the organizations. What kind of policies you have? So I think these are some of the things that definitely company has to consider before uh, getting into data ecosystems. Excellent advice. Yeah. And do you have maybe a favorite use case that you'd like to talk about that you think illustrates the possibilities of digital technology, something that you've worked on recently? Absolutely, and this is, I think, something somewhere where my, uh, let's say, my personal passion and my professional passion come together. It is that we can't no longer talk about sustainability. It is an important uh, aspect, and as a use case, I would like to kind of describe, you know, how a uh, visibility solution can embed sustainability deep into the processes. So nowadays, if you go and, and, and you want to kind of move goods from A to B, you always consider only cost, and then you look at the execution part of it, and you know when the goods are gonna come. But what sustainability services nowadays you know, provide you, they calculate accurate uh, carbon footprint for all your modes, and then you can aggregate, and you can actually define what does it cost me in terms of CO2 for a packet to be shipped or a container to be shipped from A to B. And so the advantages of that is that 
yes, it's a report in per se, but then you cannot shy away from it. You have to include that into your optimization processes. And I think Amazon is again, you know, being being the leader that they are. They're also taking steps in that their direction, you know, uh, Amazon Climate Pledge and how they want to optimize their logistic or maybe even all processes around it. That is something that I'm really, really, uh, you know, passionate about. How do I make sure that the sustainability is is integrated into this? So that's a use case that I, I would, you know, love to kind of, you know, illustrate. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Amal. We really appreciate. Yeah. Um, it's it's really a fascinating area, and I, I look forward to seeing some of the innovations and in, and in, in the future and what it's going to look like um, for transportation, especially with the digitalization portion. And uh, yeah, it's exciting. So thanks for talking to us today. Yep. Today we've yep. been talking with Amal Naif, product manager at Here Technologies, and this has been Supply Chain in the Fast Lane. Supply Chain in the Fast Lane is a co-production of the Council of Supply Chain Management Professionals and Supply Chain Quarterly. This episode has been brought to you by DHL Supply Chain. At DHL Supply Chain, we're all in on continuous innovation that accelerates digitalization of the end-to-end -end supply chain. DHL Supply Chain, all innovation, no boundaries. Learn more at dhl.com slash all in. Please subscribe to Supply Chain in the Fast Lane wherever you get your podcasts.